This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one on at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation or that covers with Anna and Elsa fast parts for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host Amanda, as usual, and I'm joined today by Craig. Oh, hello, hello, get your rocks off, get your rocks off, hello, hello, are we still, are we on? (laughs) we're on. Charlie. You got the words wrong for a start. Did I? Yeah. Well, I didn't notice that, mate. You did a good job. Thanks, mate. <laughs> oh, Scousers in pyjamas. Yeah, Scousers unite. Yeah, and don't... obviously you've heard them now, but Nick's here too. Um, fly away, lesbian seagull. Have <laughs> you never seen a lesbian seagull? What well, would it do? Well, that's How would you know? Well, it's from Boobs and Butthead Do America, and it was so, it was sung by um, Engelbert Humperdinck, so ask him. Hmm. Lesbian seagull. Hmm. Lesbian seagull, oh. indeed. Anyway, Craig, uh-huh. you drinking, but tell everyone else what you're drinking. I'm drinking the same 18-year-old whiskey that I was drinking the other week when I got a bit drunk. A little bit drunk. Did you get drunk for your wedding anniversary? Um, no, but I got drunk on my wife's birthday the day before, and oh. uh, Rose's birthday. I was at a one-year-old's birthday party, and I got blitzed. That's like the most expensive week ever. Yeah, It wasn't too bad, actually, because all I had to buy was the host a bottle of red wine. <laughs> he paid for the barbecue and all the ale. Ooh. I'll never have to pay for the party now for Kerry ever again, because we can just go to Rose's birthday parties. That's true. That is true. I don't know why I did that. I don't know either. Nick, what are you drinking? I'm drinking gin and tonic without the gin. You're oh, like James Bond. I'm just Whoa. drinking tonic water. Is that all about? I really like, like tonic water. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, tonic water is much nicer than Beverly. What's, what's Beverly made out of? 
uh, the tears of Native American Indians. Oh. And sweat. Oh. From well, uh, either way, June. Literally, every single time that I'm going to... What's, what's that place called? Club Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm always like, uh, Beverly is not even a big deal, whatever. I can drink like five Beverly's, I'm not even bothered. And then as soon as I get in there and taste it, I'm like, Bleh, no, no, I can't. This is the worst. Now, just referring back to the last episode, you were talking about Central Perk. Is that, uh-huh. is that a real thing? Is that definitely a real thing? Yeah. 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 There was two in Liverpool. Two. Now there's just one, I believe. It's like the cathedrals. We had two. We've got two cathedrals. We've got one to spare. Yeah, we've got two of all the good things: two liver birds, two cathedrals, two central perks. The, the liver birds wasn't good. Let's let's not look back. On nah, the nah, 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 nah. Oh, wasn't it hilarious listening to Paul Washington at the start of Universal After Dark last week? I love Paul Washington because he the, just says funny random shit. Did you the theme tune he sang? These are just so funny. Oh, they've gone. What's gone? They've closed. Who have? Central Park in Liverpool. Most of them. There was three. Oh, I've only ever seen two because my friend used to be the manager of one of them and I was like, yeah. There was one in Chester. Has your friend gone missing now? No. Well, one... Right, I'll tell the story another day, but one of my friends is actually missing. Well, not. They're not actually missing in a bad way. I just haven't seen or heard from them in um, a number of years. And I always try and track them down, but I can never find them. So that makes me believe that they don't even exist. It stresses me out. But I'll talk about that more on a different episode because it is quite actually a big deal. Okay. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. You you (laughs) can go on pop one day. Yeah. Like, it's not a very universal kind of topic, but... That's something that's bugged me for years and years and years, so maybe I'll go into that one day. But I'm quite good that Central Park's Central Park's closed. I am. I was going to go. They did such nice coffees, like all kinds of crazy coffees that you can't even get in Starbucks. What like flat whites? Nope. You Fancy. can't get a, you can't get a flat white in, in Starbucks. What's that about? Can you not? I don't even know what a flat white is. A plain white coffee. Well, it's, it's a little bit. It, it, the milk's a bit different to like compared to like a latte or something. Is it true you can get a dog coffee? Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. No. Yeah, it's called a puppuccino. <sighs> what would you think of next? Well, we've got do- dog beers. Maybe dog cocaine. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, other other drugs are available, and obviously not recommended to our listeners um amanda I, 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 we, we, it's almost like we're stalling as if we've got nothing to talk about when actually know, it's the we've opposite got <laughs> we've got loads you've got so much to talk about but the first thing that i want to start off with is that universal finally confirmed yesterday that jewel and dragons dragon challenge is legitimately closing in september uh right hang on breaking news a puppuccino is just a cup of whipped cream. I thought it was. I thought that yeah. it couldn't have been anything else. Yeah. That's shit, uh. Anyway, yes, Dragon Challenge. 
So we all kind of knew. We all kind of knew it anyway. The rumor's been going around for a long time. We we did pretty much a full episode about this a few months ago, if I remember correctly. And I went on a big tangent about how I was going to ride it like fifteen times a day while I was away, just in case they were going to close it before I could go back. And I did the right thing there because it's going to close on the fourth of September. Yeah. Uh- I don't like these rides, but I'm going to ride. I've never, I don't, I've never ridden both of them in one sitting. Yeah, well, probably because the queues are too long. Now the queues, it's queues a walk not, on. It's oh. always like five minutes, but now I feel pretty bad because in May it was a really, really busy day, and I don't know whether I've cut out of my video because I felt bad saying it, or it might be in an upcoming video. But I was like you know that it's really, really busy day. And then I turned around and I was like, because Jill and Dragons is a friggin' 45-minute wait and never in the history of it even being open has it been a 45-minute wait. So that's mm-hmm. how you know it's busy. But I felt bad saying that because it is a good ride. It is, but all the it's blood comes out of my, t- my toenails. <sighs> oh, my life. I'm devastated to see it go. But I feel like it's just not been the same since they stopped at Duelin. And yeah. That's when it went downhill. I, I, here's a confession. Um, I never went on it. Oh, Nick. Um, Nicholas. And I, I promised myself that the next time I went to Universal, whenever that shall be, I would make an effort to go on it. I've never been on the Hulk, and I've promised myself that I will go on the Hulk the next time I go to Universal. And I didn't go on Rip Ride and Rocket, but that's because it was down. Um, and although Chris Ripley would warn me not to go on that ride if I ever went back to Universal, I probably would go on that as well. But I was really kind of gearing up to go on it, and I know that it wasn't the same after they stopped it dueling. But you know, the ride itself was still the same. It was just it didn't. It wasn't as cool as it as it once was. The, I think the queue is better than the ride. <laughs> Honestly, the queue, the queue theming is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a little different now that it's themed to Harry Potter, but when it was themed to like a medieval kind of castle, this it was fantastic, and it, it is a very very long walk walking kind of queue. Like you're not actually stood in line the whole way through, but you're walking a lot, and it's beautiful. The storyline of Harry Potter is changing, isn't it? Then big style. Because that whole land was themed to that time in the books. Hence, hence all, the, all the, the Goblet of Fire being there and everything like that. So by taking this ride out, it's opening it up to introducing Christmas, Halloween, everything. That's it. it. And, you know, Universal wrote a blog to kind of announce this and they didn't give away too much about what's going to be replacing it but they did confirm that it will be another coaster so that's good news because we don't want to be losing any yep it'll be a thrill coaster but at the same time family Mm. so that's making me kind of lean towards something like the mummy or gringotts a little beard told me it might be VR. You know what? Right. At first, I was really into VR, and I thought it was a really good idea. But I went to Alton Towers when they 
for the pretty much the opening of Galactica when they changed it from air. And I was watching all these people put these VR goggles on. And then all they were doing was wiping them with a baby wipe. Yeah. And then, like, they wanted me to put it on my face. And I was like, no. Like, I don't really feel good about this. No. I I know what you're saying, but I, I don't really know how else they can do it. Honestly, the, I prefer to have no VR than have to do that. The ride at SeaWorld that's now VR. We went on that. I can't even remember what it's called. But right. we, went, we went on that a couple of years ago. And there was... I've told this story in the past, but there was a big... We were like... the. Third, you can when you get close to the going on the ride, you can count, can't you? Know, we're going to be like three, three away from going on. And there was a great big a group of like disabled children uh, were on the ride. And as it come in, one of the, the kids had thrown up everywhere, oh. and he and he was in the middle of the car, so it spewed out. And he was he was mortified. He was crying. He was upset. It was horrible to watch, but. Everybody behind him was coated in his vomit. Oh no! Is that, yeah. is that what they refer to as a protein spill? Yeah, yeah. And there was it stank like sick does. So people in the queue started barking, and he kept him on uh, oh. last to, to to help clean him off. And everyone was clapping, and che- it was a really beautiful moment as it turned out. Oh, that's nice. Everyone was clapping him and cheering him in the queue and everything like that, and he he was led off, but he was he was crying, he was upset, it was horrible. Mm. But we we clocked what the vehicle was, and we were like that because they literally, like you've just said, then they wiped that down with baby wipes. Oh, they must be antiseptic wipes. Baby wipes aren't antiseptic, are they? Yeah, they're just they must have been antiseptic wipes. But they're not going to get every nook and cranny where all that vomit has gone. And that, that car stayed in service. It was wiped down, and off it went. You know, the people were getting on that next, and it wasn't us. But uh, uh, So mix in with that VR. And, and then just everyone sweats in Florida just by just sweating. Exactly. And that's what mings me out about it. Like, I think... Like... I'll wear 3D glasses because I know that 3D glasses, once they get put into that bin, they they go to be washed. Mm. And then they get put back out. So they get washed in like a big bin. Well, that's what you think. I mean, let's let's be completely honest. I mean, if you you suffered a really bad OCD, I'm not talking about you directly, just in general. If you suffered from really bad OCD or you had like a, a real issue about things being hygienic, You've got no actual proof how well those things are cleaned. For all you know, they could be just picked up by hand, wiped over with the same wipes they write the VR headsets over, and back on the shelf they go. Maybe. And maybe I am being a bit too, like, anal about this. But I feel like there's a difference between wearing, like, 3D glasses and a headset that's, like, sucked to your face. Yeah, definitely. Covered like, definitely. the whole top half of your head. And it's, like, there's there's no air around it. It's just completely, like, consuming half of your head. Look, they've just found poo in um, in some leading coffee establishments in the UK. And takeaways. And takeaways. Yeah. 
fetal matter. You know, so this is this is the only the only positive thing about that is that the people operating those rides are the ones putting those on your face. I'm pretty sure people aren't going to have fecal matter on their face, uh, and those those guys probably will be quite hygienic anyway that are operating the ride. So. They're, not, they're going to be on the minimum wage and seventeen years old, and and they're like me and stink of friggin' baby wipes. I can't be asked. I just want to go home. I bet they have to use that um, alcohol sprite like a hand wash that you get in hospitals. But either way, I I I understand where you're coming from, Amanda, because um, I, I I've used some of that VR stuff. I've not gone any rides that have had it, but. I tried some on uh, um, a Sky event that they had at the O2, and they did a scene from the Jungle Book. And I mean, it was a quiet day, so I'm not sure how many people had used it. But they got me to demonstrate it, and you know, I, I, I it finished, and I took it off, and they just put it down, and I was like, ah, oh. yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, like, <laughs> and I was like, mm, I would have thought that had been cleaned. But uh, so I, I felt a bit unease. At least exactly. they're trying to be a bit more hygienic because, as you say, they they are being cleaned. But for me, I think until they get a better alternative for VR, and let's be honest, this is still a new technology. I mean, Craig, do you remember when VR came out in the in the early nineties? Those massive, yeah. massive headsets that were really heavy in the arcades. You know, yeah. this is just a newer and better version of that technology but it's still got a long way to go the difference is is that when that first launched back in the 90s it died quite quickly afterwards whilst now you know you've got Sony that have high, highly invested in it you've got Facebook Samsung you, you've got Samsung you've got uh, Facebook bought Oculus Rift so it's now big bucks and it is going to be used more and more in the future I think but it's got a long way to go until it's really practical. And I'd like to think in the next five to ten years, rather than these slightly mm. big headsets that I've got, you'll almost be able to wear glasses that yeah, have the same tech in. But we're not there yet. And the theme park industry at the moment seems to have a right hard-on for putting this into, like retrofitting VR into their attractions. I just really don't like it. I think it's uncomfortable because they are they are still heavy anyway. Like I know mm. they're not obviously as heavy as what they used to be. Oh, nowhere near. But yes, they but are. But they still... are still heavy. Yeah. Especially on the one that's in Alton Towers, it's a, a lie on your belly roller coaster. Mm. And so your head's kinda hanging down with this big VR set on your head. It's just not comfortable. The one good thing I suppose is that uh and, and obviously we don't know what the ride is gonna be like yet, but let's just say it is completely VR and so you basically see what they show you. The advantage of having something like that is they can change that ride pretty much on a coin flip. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about what the ride looks like. All you've got to worry is about what you're seeing riding that attraction. So they could always decide, you know, two or three years down the line, five years down the line, if they wanted to change the theming of it, if they wanted to change the visuals, it'd be very easy for them to do it. You wouldn't be able to change a roller coaster that easily. And what they've got there now is quite ugly. Once you get on the ride, it's just car park and and dumping ground, isn't it? Right. So it's not a very, it's not a good visual. No. No, but the entrance to the ride used to be 
absolutely beautiful because it was the big two dragons outside and I, I still don't understand why they took that away because they still they still say that they're dragons so I don't I don't understand what the yeah although I suppose they was... weren't they weren't Harry Potter dragons were they I mean they didn't look a million miles away no but you know what JK Rowling's like you know. I don't think JK Rowling gives a shite anymore You're, of course she does I don't think she does. She's allowing all these changes to go on. It's all just bigger bucks in the pocket. Honestly, I think that she's just seeing the amount of work and effort that's gone into the things that Universal have been doing. I think she understands that they're not messing around, that they can do really amazing things, and I think she trusts them a lot more. Besides when, which, she's only got to sign it off. Universal when we went, now know what to do. Uh, two years ago, we went to the Hot Butter Beer stand, being Stewie. And the wizards who were saving us behind the counter were, were talking about Halloween Horror Nights that they'd been at the night before. Things have got slack in there. They should be wizards. Not talking about an event that is not in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So I, I think I think she needs to put a disguise on and go round there because they're all talking in American accents and everything now. Mm. I mean, when I was there in May, everyone was in character that that I interacted with, especially in Nocturne Alley. In Nocturne Alley, all of the team members in there were phenomenal. Do, 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 do. Phenomenal. It was like, yeah. Do, 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 do. It was like being on the Tower of Terror. That's how they were. Well, that that's good to hear. What, because the, Yeah. <laughs> this Star Wars land coming is going to knock it up a notch. Yeah. You know, so... Which actually, I suppose, segues into, Amanda, your next segment. Yes. So, wait, which one? Because we, we had two different ones. So we had one where we were going to talk about potential hotels that could be... Either. That's okay. the beauty of that segue. <laughs> Either works. <laughs> Yeah, it does work. So Craig had has been thinking about some um, a really good hotel idea. For Universal. Well, yeah, like I said last week, we were going. We nicked this off uh, UOP, and I know they haven't had a chance to record yet. So in your face, you orange-headed buffoon! Yeah, um, that orange-headed buffoon is recording with us on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'll slap that. him down. Slap him on the top <laughs> of his head. That's me slapping his head. Um, so, to counteract Disney's D23 announcements, which were majestic and epic, and have basically put a nail in Universal's coffin, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, all right, my pint glass is half empty. Right. What could, if if Universal did a similar event tomorrow, what would what sort of hotel would they do, Amanda? It, I feel like it would have to be a Harry Potter one. Even though I would like it to be something different, I feel like to counteract the Star Wars hotel, it would have to be a Harry Potter one. Because there's so much that they could do with it. They know that they've got the fans there. They have hardcore Harry Potter fans that travel from all over the world to come and be immersed in Diagon Alley and in Hogsmeade. And if they had a fully interactive and immersive hotel themed to Harry Potter, they would make millions. Where is the hotel in any of the Harry Potter books? And I know there's no Star Wars hotels, but 
would it be set in Gringotts or would it be in the ale house that he stays in for the night? Where would it be? Well, Gringotts is a bank, like... so... Oh, oh yeah, Hogwarts. Be, it would have to be Hogwarts, but how are they going to have two Hogwarts castles? Exactly. Well, they can't, but have they not mentioned in the books that there's other schools? Well, it's, they could. It's, it's, it's the fact that, obviously, that's the main school, but... Yeah. So then they said when they announced all the different schools, they announced the American school, and that was it all the morning? The American school? I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but they could... Lee's screaming at his podcast right now. I know, I'm sorry. I can't pronounce things like rubbish of scouse. Screaming your head, slaphead. <laughs> but they, they could potentially do something like that. And honestly, they know it would make so much money. I think it would make so much money. And it makes it hard to think of something else that they could do instead. Well, could it not be like that you are literally signing in to Gringotts? Friggin' hell, I've done it again. Hogwarts, this whiskey's boss. And you are sorted. In the sort when you check in, you're sorted and you are a huffer puff or a slithering and you're led off to do things. Yeah. They'll do all kinds of things that they could even I don't know if you've been to Annick Castle, but Annick Castle's yeah. where they filmed some of the Harry Potter films. And so they really capitalise on that then now when you go there and they do things like broom training. In yeah, the courtyard, so you could do things like the broom training. Imagine a room of requirements. Exactly. They could honestly do so much. And I feel like, I don't know whether it's because I'm more of a Harry Potter fan than I am of a Star Wars fan, but I feel like I would be more inclined to take part in interactive things in a Harry Potter-themed hotel than I would be in a Star Wars hotel. Do you know what? Just going back to the idea of the sorting hat, even better than that, Let's just say it was almost built like a resort. Can you imagine going up to reception and checking in and not knowing where you were staying and the sort, you had to go to the sorting hat and it would tell you where you had to stay? It'd be perfect. So if, if you were a Slytherin, you'd go to the Slytherin quarters. And if you were a Gryffindor, you'd go to the Gryffindor quarters. Hmm. That'd that, be fantastic. That was, By the way, that, that noise was Craig's arsehole <laughs> seizing up in excitement about what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was me whiskey glass rubbing against the microphone. But if you yeah, want to yeah. my my arsehole, it can be. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to take your Harry Potter Hogwarts castle, and I'm going to knock it up a notch. I've got three hotels, but two of them are a bit ropey. Mine would be a Halloween Horror Nights hotel, right? So it's the a hotel, a hotel, yeah. <laughs> it's the whiskey. Oh, it's all creepy. It's audible. It's all like you rang, you know. Oh like my itch. god! What if it was like a monster's house? Okay. <gasps> so you go. So you you get checked in, and it's all like little fellas with humps on the backs, and you know, and it's all deserted, and you're ringing the bell and all that. And they take you up to your room, and once you're in your room, it's still like the cobwebs and all that. And they turn the air conditioner on really, so the room gets really cold. So, and then you're just in the room pottering around, and at a certain point, because the room's gone cold, 
there's a figure standing in your room. No. Someone just comes. No? <laughs> no. What do you mean, no? I don't want a figure standing in my room. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want a figure standing in my room. No, but they wouldn't do it while you're on the job or not. The... Like that or that <laughs> only, look, the, only, the only figure I would want standing in my room is Barkley the dog from Modern Family, the dog butler. If there was one of those in my room, I'd be fine with it just standing in the corner. But I do not want an actual presence standing in my hotel room, whether I'm fully clothed, having well, a shit or a, anything. It could be an animatronic then. Okay, just ran. So the room goes cold and you're like that. You're like your name, Sixth Sense. Every time a ghost turns up, the room goes cold. Yeah. So, And then outside the windows, it's all like um, fork lightning and wind howling and all these sound effects wolves howling and all that but then you can hear the rattling of chains outside and all like zombie clawing at your door and all that type of stuff would that not excite you no it's gonna shit out of me <laughs> i'm 34 years old I would really yeah. like that apart from the figure being in my room oh, well it could be an animatronic not a real person yeah, you know, that, like that would work. That could work. That could be a good. Or, or like a two-way one of them mirrors, and so it goes cold in your room, and they flick. You know, automatically, it flicks a switch, and the mirror goes see-through, and there's like a, a this horrible, horrific figure just looking at you. Well, you know, have you seen these new things they got for Halloween displays? You can buy like a special projector, so it turns your window. Uh, it, like, it can make your window look like a, a painting that comes to life or, uh, you know, zombies and ghosts appear and stuff like that. So you could you could get away with doing something like that in the room. God, you've you got to control that arsehole of yours. Um, but yeah, so I think it's got, I think it's, it's got legs. Um, and I think as an immersive you know, experience, that could be quite a cool immersive you know, experience. You pull, you pull the candlestick on the wall and a, a panel opens in your bedroom. It's and that's how you... Is. That's how you go down for dinner, you know that type of stuff. <laughs> and so that was, and then my last idea was a deep space nine hotel. Right. That's quite random. Yeah. It is, it is <laughs> random, isn't it? Well, no, my other one was Hotel Transylvania, actually. So, oh my god, that would be so cool. So it's obviously a lot lighter, and you're the humans going to a Halloween party in Hotel Transylvania, basically. So it's the character meet and greet. It's all the other stuff that goes with it. You know, big crazy things going on without the scary stuff necessarily. But then Deep Space Nine, all the aliens from all over the galaxy. Um, you would walk out then into Star Wars, Star Trek land instead of Star Wars land. <laughs> <laughs> you could go and fly the, uh, the Enterprise and, and all that. And you could be a Klingon. No? I've heard you've got a few Klingons. Um, so my only, my only issue with that is that as, as unfortunately seems to be the case quite often, it would be another outside of universal property, um, that they'd have to buy the rights to. Um, But that's what they do. You don't have to write to it. No, I know, I know. But you know, what I'm saying is, is that, okay, right. So I saw earlier on that we was that this this hotel idea had come about, right? And you know how I like to do no research for anything, yeah, because I'm I'm just too busy and or lazy, have you want to look at it? 
So I've given this about five minutes of thought, right? Okay, come on then. I'm not completely convinced with this interactive stuff. We talked about it a bit on Diz After Dark, the Star Wars Hotel, and I'm a little bit unsure if that's the kind of thing I'd want. So to be honest, I'm looking at this as building a brand new hotel, like a, a normal hotel, right? But get this, just think about this for a second. Craig, you must have seen Pop Century or Art of Animation or Art, you know, All Star Results, those kind of things. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So, what about if Universal did a Universal Hotel, right? And what it would be similar to like Pop Century is you'd have like all these buildings. You could do it through the years as well if you wanted to. But what you'd have is like you could have like the 70s area so you would have like a lot of things themed around jewels and then you could go I feel like it's reading my mind because this is exactly what I was just thinking really I was thinking what if they did all these different yeah. themed buildings and if you from did, all the films if you, had, if you had like the 90s you could have um, like dinosaur bones or like a massive T-Rex statue from Jurassic Park Yes. Stuff like this, because the thing with Universal, it's almost like at times they're you feel they're embarrassed about their history, because they there's so much there that's not anything to do with them. I mean, yes, okay, granted, there's also a lot of properties, but look, Harry Potter is not theirs. Transformers isn't theirs. King Kong now isn't theirs. Um, there's so much that they had that they got rid of and replaced with other things. But they still make really good films, and I think if you had a resort where you could stay in like the Jurassic Park area and just have like the Jeeps from Jurassic Park and the T Rex from Jurassic Park, um, or like I said, Jaws, or um, like big giant things, you mean like, um, yes, like huge, yes. yeah. So, um, so when you go to Pop Century, um, that's all done in decades. So, like, if you go to the 50s area, there's like a 20 foot yo yo. Or if you go to the 70s area, there's a massive Mickey Mouse telephone that you used to be able to buy in the 70s, which is like 40 foot tall or whatever. So having massive, massive items or props, you know, either or. I mean, the problem with props is that if you're having them out in all weathers, then, you know, that they'll probably not be very good. So maybe just build replicas of stuff. Uh, but you can have like stuff from like the Flintstones. They're the Flintstones car. You could have like the eighties could be Back to the Future. So you have yeah. like massive DeLorean. You could have like the courthouse facade, whatever. But can you imagine if Universal built a massive hotel resort like that and you could choose to stay, you know, in an area with a film that you really enjoyed? I just think that would be amazing. Imagine staying in like eighties forest. Well, you could camp, you could have a campground in E.T.'s forest. Oh my god! Oh you're like god. campsite, a big giant speaking spell. Yeah, yeah. But you would. That's that's exactly it. That's the kind of stuff. In fact, I think Pop Century has a giant speaking spell. Actually, they come to mention it. I think we'll pop that one. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? I just think that Universal should do something that really reflects their history, because there's so many amazing films that they've done over the years I just think that would be that would be my ideal hotel anywhere I think that would just be such an amazing concept I, like, I, I'm too shy for the interaction I, I, <laughs> just shy, I, I. 
<laughs> Me and Craig are old. Yeah. Sorry, Amanda. Yeah, like I, I'm too shy. For that. I feel awkward doing like being forced to do interactive things when I, I just want to walk from a hotel and go to bed. I mean, look. Yeah. Let's be honest. If Star Wars Hotel, uh, the interactive hotel, kicks off as well as they hope it will, there will be a Harry Potter one within years of that happening. I- I think the Star Wars one, like what you have both said, is potentially going to have to be dumbed down because unless you are the despian type, you know, like Amanda's just said, I just want to walk through my hotel and go to bed. Could you fuck off, Jar Jar Binks? I'm literally touching cloth <laughs> here. I need a shit. That's it. I, mean, I, need, I just is, want to get to my room. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, as big a Star Wars fan as I am, the idea of having to be in an interactive experience for more than a few hours doesn't appeal to me at all. I just don't think I'd enjoy it. I think I'm too... Funny enough, I'm probably too shy... Shy? Hush, uh, shy, yeah. um, To actually want to do that. Um, I just don't think I'd enjoy it. Plus, as well, if you've got a family you're going with as well, you'd all have to really be into it. And, you know... Imagine you walk into the hotel and the first five minutes Darth Vader kills you. <laughs> You've just got to lie there for but the thing is, two days. And I know this is this is obviously very early, you know, thinking. But now we've got a child that's autistic. We have to really like his his consideration is more important than anyone else's. So everything that we do going forward, any holidays. It will be with him in mind what he wants to do, how we'll react to things. That's how we're always going to plan. You know, we are, we've got no idea what he's going to be like in in ten years' time, fifteen years' time. But we would not be able to take him to an interactive Star Wars hotel because at this, at this age, obviously too, too young. But he wouldn't enjoy it by the time it opened. He probably wouldn't get it, and it would probably drive him insane. Um, so it's only to me having something like that is only if you really want to do it and that's why I think if they are, if they're planning this to be uh, an immersive experience only I can't see it lasting more than an, a year or so because I just yeah. don't think it'll be popular enough that's why I think Nick's idea wins Universal Hotel yeah. 100% honestly the whole entire time that you were talking Craig I was thinking to myself oh my god imagine having like a dog <sighs> With classic monsters, yeah, and build them with jaws, and it could have a little beach like, um, is it Portofino? No, World Pacific, where they've got a little beach area. Oh my god, it'd be amazing! But I'll tell you what, go and have a look if you want to get an idea of what I was really talking about. Try and find some footage of Pop Century or people walking around Pop Century and just look at that and think replacing those things with icons from Universal. Imagine the pool in the Jaws area at a certain time <laughs> they release Red Dye into the pool. Oh my god. And the music. And, and plastic body parts all pop up. <laughs> and someone just swimming around with a fin on the back. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. Oh, this amazing. is the best idea ever. Universal, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, you can have it for free. As long as we all get a trip there. Yeah. We we just want lifetime passes. Matt Corn, <laughs> you the man, man. Is he still the man? He's, uh, he's yeah. I love I Matt Corn. I love him. Did he? Oh, we did, didn't he? 
Yeah. Oh, Matt. I can't wait to Platter's here in a couple of weeks. Did he did? Did he? No, Doddy. No. <laughs> did he hear about Ken Dodd's dad's dog? Hey. No. <laughs> dead. Ken Dodd's dad's dog's dead. Oh. Did he? No, Doddy. Oh my life. Oh. oh. Ad- must love this show. Adam Sultana's now crashed his car going, what the fucking shit am I listening to? <laughs> bitches. He tuned out ages ago. And he missed that really good story about the, the Universal Hotel that I, I've imagined. Um, <laughs> so, Amanda, the other thing that you wanted to, if we're done on, on hotels, yeah. um, the other thing that you wanted to talk about was, and I th- was this was this your idea? Don't know. Don't know what the idea is. Um, is it the one where we were going to try to see what Universal would need to do yeah. to kind? Of... Okay, yeah. No. Well, I mean, people have been talking about it on Twitter, but I haven't seen any real solid answers yet. But what I've been thinking about the last few days is because you know I get dead offended whenever Craig's like, "Oh, this is the nail in Universal's coffin from Disney." Blah, polish shit. Oh, get dead offended by that. Amanda, don't worry about what Craig's opinion is on it of everything because, as we pointed out, every film he's seen is the best film he's ever seen until the next one he's seen. So that's true. But I've been thinking to myself the last few days, what what will Universal do next? And so then they made the announcement about Jill and Dragons going, and that this will be like a a crazy new roller coaster, unlike anything we've ever seen before. But I feel like that's that's not it. So what no. else? Obviously, we've got Nintendo Land coming, but I still feel like that's not it either. I feel like something really big's brewing. That's me, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we talking about um, like so? We've had D twenty three. This is the Universal version of of D twenty three, and what we're talking about is what Universal can possibly announce that would counterbalance what Disney are doing at their parks over the next few years. Yeah? Yeah. They, You know what? I think Universal needs to build a new transportation system. They don't want to do a monorail because monorails are a Disney thing. And Disney have announced the gondola. So they can't really go for that. So, and I've I've literally just come up with this idea now as we've been as you've been talking about this. So this could sound shit. What about if they dug out the road and they filled it with water and they put everyone on gondolas like it was Venice? That'd be too slow. Yeah. But what not about... speedboats? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. What about if you'd have underground tubes? And you fire people <laughs> like bullets. Yeah, that sounds safe. No, like they're doing James Bond or some of the James Bond films. It's like the complete opposite of my suggestion. <laughs> I want to take Shot. people around slowly. You want to fire them out of cannons? No, no, underground through big tubes. Yeah, like a cannon. Well, yeah, but it's like so you get in. It's all air conditioned, and there's like ten seats, and then they just go. Poof, and then you when when you stop, you've gone from Universal to the third gate. 
Well, the thing is, I feel like as much as they won't want to do a monorail if they were going to do transport, if they were going to make the third gate, the third actual theme park gate, not a water park, as much as I love Volcano Bay and the idea of it, it's good. But, I mean, a complete land theme park, the only way that they'd be able to do it would be with a monorail because they can't do anything around International Drive and I-4. They couldn't ever close sections of that road off to do anything. A tram? It would, ha- it would have to be, literally, either a tram or they're going to have to build up and do a big monorail type thing. I don't. I know that episode, but I can't sing with you because I can't remember. <laughs> Chris Ripley, what if he was here? Oh, Chris, I so wept last night when I heard him. Oh, was so glad to hear him again. Yeah, it, it was. It was a good episode last night. I, I when think he, it was welcome. Welcome back for sure. When he come in my ears, it was a beautiful thing. But anyway, I do think that in the space of Disney building all this new stuff that they've talked about. So when was the latest that they said the last thing was going to be built by? 2021. Um, yeah, Tron, oh. I think, is going to be about 2021. For the 50th. It's all geared for the 50th. Yeah, yeah everything will be I can then, fly. Yeah, I believe I can fly, but I also believe that by you then... Can touch the sky? <laughs> yeah. Another park opened. Okay, so what... Right... That's a lot of stuff to put in this other park. And the way they do things now, it's a land with two rides and a, and a load of shops. So how big is this park going to be? How many lands is it going to need? Well, that would depend on whether you wanted to have an awful lot of different lands or whether you want to concentrate on maybe like three really good, solid, immersive lands. And this thing, like um, Darren says on UUOP last week, these immersive lands are sort of taken away from the theme park experience, don't you think? I mean, it's it's very different. So you, you do get a totally different feel kind of walking through. Like, Universal is my favourite park ever. So just regular Universal Studios. And I like to feel like I'm walking into different places. They're not, they're not so immersive, except for um, Diagon Alley. If you can walk Diagon Alley, you should be in the circus, love. <laughs> but I feel like once you get into Diagon Alley, it is, it's just so different. And I don't know whether a brand new park would work better with like two or three lands like that, or multiple lands in the way that Universal Studios kind of is, or the rest of Islands of Adventure. There's a difference to me between a third gate and a land expansion. Because Star Wars land is not going to be a separate park. It is an extension of an existing park. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the thing is, Islands of Adventure is not really, you know, to me, is not an extension of Universal Studios, it is a different park. Yeah. It's joined, yeah. but it's a different park. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about a third gate, well, we we already know what the third gate's going to be 
obviously Game of Thrones. Obviously. Um, we can put Dueling Dragons in there. Well, I mean, let's let's just say, for argument's sake, because I don't watch Game of Thrones. So let's what? Just say, yeah. So oh, let's right. just say... Do you, Amanda? I've, I've got better taste than that. Yes. It's right, Amanda. Let, let's just say that um, Universal decided to go another way. What about if they had a third gate and did a little bit like they did with Violence Adventure? So that third gate is split into different things. Um, so you can have Game of Thrones if you want. But what about if, and it's been talked about before, but what about if they had the third gate as having a Jurassic world? Yeah, but is this, this was my point. Is that an all immersive? You've just gone into Jurassic World, like Star Wars Land, and you've got two rides and a load of shops. I think a third gate needs to be more than that. So, a bit like Islands of Adventure. I mean, look at where Jurassic Park is now in Islands of Adventure. You've got the Jurassic Park, you've got the main ride, and you've got the pterodactyl flyers, is it? Pterodon flyers. Yeah, and then you've got the 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 centre, um, whatever the, the centre's called. The Discovery Centre. Uh, Discovery Centre, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. And you've got like the Raptor meet and greet and, and whatever. So, you... and turkey legs. And turkey legs. You could, if you wanted to, I suppose. You know, it, it, for me, I think take take the Jurassic Park River adventure move that into the third gate no. take the discovery center put that in the third gate no. leave, get just get rid of the other the other bits um don't don't need that pterodactyl flyer thing it's rubbish um and then stick some more attractions in there and that would be that be sufficient you could have like jurassic world but it would need more than jurassic world so you need the- to have other bits in that park as well they are going to recreate Jurassic World. The film, when you walk up Main Street, that is going to be built perfectly and it's going to be full of animatronic dinosaurs. That's what we need. We need a park that has animatronics and real life sets. Yeah. That's what that's what it would need to be. And I honestly do feel like the only way like Universal do a fantastic job anyway all the stuff that they've done over the last few years has been incredible and they have been making Disney look a little bit silly I think with the with the work that they've been doing but if you like screens if you like to showcase the thing is the type of rides that they've been doing have required a screen I think I don't think you could have done them without but this is their opportunity to really blow everyone's minds and do something. I disagree. That's going to kick this I disagree with you. They like. Are you telling me every attraction they've opened needed screens? They couldn't have done attractions without screens. They could have I done mean, them in the same way, but that, that, that's to me. It's done because it's lazy. <gasps> I've said lazy. it. I don't care. I think they've wanted to have them done quickly. Because you know what Disney's like with their building and their construction. So Disney take like five years to build a ride, whereas Universal do it in maybe one and a half, two years. Yeah, but that's because it's lazy. Like, it's going, well, we built a ride with a screen. That's quick. 
let's do another ride with a screen and just I change don't up ca- a little bit. That's it. What for me, right? The perfect um, combination of screen and ride is Spider-Man and Transformers. The uh, Hogwarts one is a little bit jarring on me now as I get into my old age, but them two. I don't care what they do with them. They could do another three of them rides and just theme them properly, and I'm all for it. They work so well. Like when you compare something like Spider-Man or Transformers to Star Wars, so the well Star Tours. There are you can't. Amount- you can't know because one is a traditional simulator, so it's a completely different ride. If you wanted to compare Spider-Man or Transformers to Ratatouille. That is a, a more reasonable comparison, and oh, it's rubbish. You see, Dinosaur is yeah, that's a good one. Is is very similar to both Spider Man and Transformers, but they're animatronics. Yeah, there's no screens. There's no screens. I mean, I, I mean, I suppose the other thing as well, Amanda, like with the, with the screen thing versus you know using animatronics and stuff, is that it's obviously cheaper to run. There's a reason why when Kong burnt down in Hollywood, they didn't rebuild Kong. Yeah. I mean, look at Gringotts. That ride would be 110% better if it was animatronics instead of 3D screens. But it's still an amazing ride. It's They did it, they built it really quickly because it's got screens in it, but it's still yeah. fantastic. But oh, it's it brilliant. Be- yeah, but they... Is it better than Forbidden Journey, which has a combination of screens and practical sets? I personally prefer Gringotts over Forbidden Journey. I do now. But given that now they have this time, so they so Disney going to have all this stuff done by the anniversary. Universal has got time, and then now they've got an awful lot of money that they can invest into building stuff. So they could put an awful lot of effort into making these rides immersive with animatronics, with real sets and screens, because the screens do work well. But do you honestly think? I, I, you know, I'm just asking the question. I don't know. But do you honestly think that's what they care about? Because it always the impression I've always got with Universal, especially since it's obviously got new owners, is the fact that their job is to make money. Now, if they can get people into those theme parks, making rides that cost a fraction of the cost of a Disney attraction because it's based around screens. As for the most part, without you know practical sets, without animatronics, or without other bits and pieces, surely they're going to continue on that path because they can build four rides. Well, maybe not four rides, maybe like two or three rides for the price of one Disney attraction. I think they they want to make money, obviously, and they're they're quite happy to just go along making money. But I also think that they want to stay competitive. Mm. And I think they're, they're aching for something like Potter again. So on opening day of Hogsmeade, the crowds were absolutely ridiculous. Everyone was so excited. And I feel like they need something like that again. And they, I feel like they want it. But surely that's down more to Harry Potter than what was there. Because no one knew what was in Hogsmeade. We didn't know what the rides were going to be like. We knew how many rides there were going to be. But no one really knew what they, you know, there were rumours and people would said, oh, it's this technology and it's going to, you know, it might be like this, it might be like that. But surely the reason why 
the whole Harry Potter thing has been a, the success that it's been is because people love Harry Potter. So really, yeah. Universal needs to focus on what can bring what's that what's as popular as Harry Potter, and focus on on the IP, whether that's their own or it's something that they have to buy in. I yeah. think they've got to go and buy uh, Lord of the Rings. Which I've, they talked about before, didn't they? Yeah, now, because I think it's been resolved listening to um, something or other, I can't remember. But could you imagine if it was all forced perspective and all that, so you are walking into the Shire to celebrate Bilbo's birthday, but you are the size of a hobbit. So all the buildings are just that little bit smaller to make you feel uncomfortable. Not that you're injuring yourself, but just to give you the impression that you are a hobbit. Well, surely they'd have to be bigger, would they not? No, because Gandalf is walking round. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so it, it'd have to be done in such a way that the buildings are the right size, but just, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, full perspective, but, yeah. Yeah, but then in the in the background over there, you've got Mordor and the Eye of Sauron, and uh, you could have there's there's various rides you could have on the strength of that. But that is about what other franchise could you have that is big enough to pull down a whole land? Now, I don't think there is one. That's that's why I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, the only you know when you look at what's popular at the box office, it's either Disney made. Oh, it's Marvel. There doesn't you seem know, to be any franchises anymore. Warner Brothers own DC rights, don't they, for the films? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they own DC, yeah. So they own DC. Yeah. So they've, they've got to get into bed. They, for me, they've got to rip Marvel out and expand Marvel, that land, flip it over into DC and expand it and make it twice the size. Well, you know that that was, that was what the original plan was. Yeah, yeah, a Marvel side and a, a a DC side. Marvel is just Disney now, and Universal are getting away with it on on this the rights issue and all that. Just just get into bed. Just just give it back to Disney and get into bed with DC. One hundred percent. Imagine Spider Man getting rethemed to Batman. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that. It'd be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it would be so, so good. But I feel like, I mean, before Universal managed to get Harry Potter, you know, nobody in a million years probably thought that they were going to have a Harry Potter theme park. Mm. So I feel like it would be hard for us to kind of pick an IP that they could do because realistically they could they could try and get anything. Yeah, but if you, what, I'm, what I'm asking, Amanda, is what franchises There's not an out there. there. James they, Bond... There's nothing anymore. You know, oh. the most popular franchises are Marvel, Disney films are always really popular, but there aren't any franchises now. There's not a series of films. All right, The Fast and the Furious is probably the only big franchise I can think of, and Universal own that, and they're building a ride, and that's probably all it can take. You couldn't make a land out of The Fast and the Furious, I don't think. Um and I mean, if you look this year at the at the box office, we've had uh, Power Rangers, we've Flop. had uh, King Arthur, Flop. and we've had The Mummy. Flop. All of those were announced as being 
the first of a franchise of films. Now, we know that the plan at the moment is that The Bride of Frankenstein will be the next one in that dark universe that they've started. But both Parrington and King, uh, King Arthur completely flopped and there was supposed to be a series of five or six films. And they're very, neither of them are very likely. Power Rangers may get a sequel, but King Arthur will probably be stopped in its tracks now. So what I'm saying is, is that it's not that they're not trying to build a franchise, but what is there? The only well, thing... You didn't look at films, you looked at TV, TV shows instead. TV, the, the problem with TV, TV though, uh, for whatever reason, but you have to strike while the iron's hot. Like, what was popular 10 years ago? Lost. Right? Who cares about Lost now? And yet, 10 years ago, that was the biggest show on TV. But Avatar was so, so big when it came out, and then nobody gave a shit about it for 10 years. And now, they've got it, it's great and land. But, when that came out, it was announced as being a series of films. And the only reason it hasn't is because James Cameron is notoriously slow at getting stuff done. But that was going to be a series of films, and it is going to be, you know, they're, they're starting filming this summer. So we are going to see more of those. I, I, I do get what you're saying to an extent, but when they announced it, they expected Avatar 2 to have come out by now. They've bought DreamWorks, haven't they? For the th- have they bought them for the theme park, or have they bought them? Bought them, bought them, bought them. So they can have the, they can have the theme park rights. And they've already got Shrek, obviously. So... Over in Shanghai Universal, whatever it's called, they've got a Madagascar ride, haven't they? Which yep. is a dark ride. Yep. So that could be brought over. You've got Kung Fu Panda, and uh, and Adam music to Adam's ears is How to Train the Dragon, which they could make a really they could do. And I've not been on it, so I don't know. But if you take the the Banshee ride that they've got for Pandora. They could quite easily do a similar attraction based around How to Train Your Dragon. So um, there's definitely stuff that they can do with the DreamWorks films. Um, okay, so what if they didn't do a park based on IPs like that? What if they went back to the route to Universal Studios and did a complete studios type park with a tour like in Hollywood? It'd be a they, flop. They create I don't think it would be. Because now that MGM is totally changing the way that it is, there's a gap. The only there's way... a reason why they're changing that they are. <sighs> you don't know no more films in Florida anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. Now, if what they would do... So, I think we talked about this a few shows back on Disaster Dark. At the moment, lots of stuff is filmed in Atlanta. Because in Georgia, they have tax breaks. So, The Walking Dead films in Georgia... Uh, Baby Driver just filmed in in Georgia. Um, You're getting more and more productions filming out there because it's cheaper for them to do so. Now, when they opened MGM and when they opened Universal Studios Florida, both of those were working studios. And over time, they stopped. Well, Universal Studios Florida still does do... You know, it still uses some of the sound stages to do some filming, but they don't film major TV shows there anymore. And also, remember, they had Nickelodeon. They used to film stuff in there all the time. Uh, so I was in a TV show. Crime Watch. 1993. <laughs> let's, let's dig up on YouTube. Um, now, Amanda, I, th- I, mean, I love that idea because I've always loved the idea of a working studio. And mm-hmm. I think 
if you if Florida decided that it would do a similar thing to Atlanta uh gave those tax breaks out to encourage people to come and film stuff over in Florida then I think you you've got a, a good concept there but you cannot create a studio based park and fake it you know what's good about Hollywood and I've got uh, a friend uh, out who lives out in Hollywood who is trying to get some stuff filmed he's working on um, hiring some sets at Universal and he goes around like the New York set and stuff like that and it looks amazing because it looks like uh, it could be where it's you know what it's based on they look really good but there's no point having those kind of facades if um, they're not being used for anything it would just be completely pointless well, but what if you could just bring in props and things like that? So remember the the tour at MGM, and you just kind of for for half of it you drove around and you were just looking at props in a field. It's it's fake though, isn't it? Like the the beauty of the Hollywood, and I've not done it, but the beauty that I've seen on the Hollywood tour is that you you go on set, so you kind of drive past where they filmed War of the Worlds, for example. Um, you know that was where they actually made a film. To just stick some props in a bit of land just seems lazy to me. And I just don't I think... don't agree, because I think that the, if they did, could do something with tax breaks and they could film stuff there, but Universal's got such a rich history hmm. with stuff like that, I think it would attract people anyway. I, I you wouldn't would have like to put it. props there. You could put screens there with props on the screens. <laughs> no, no screens in this park. It's a no-screen park. But you've even got all the things that you do with Halloween Horror Nights that you could show off. You've got all the parade stuff that you could show off. You could build rides from scratch based on films like in the old days. I think it would work. Let's let's think about this in a slightly different angle then, right? We're talking about a third gate, which I think it does need if, if it wants yep. to continue getting bigger. But let's take it back a bit more to basics because as well as announcing stuff like Star Wars Land and, and, and the Hotel Associated, they also announced new attractions going into the existing park. Um, and more importantly, they announced closures of rides for new rides to replace them. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, looking at Universal Studios, we'll, we'll do it separately. So we'll look at Universal, we'll look at Islands of Adventure, but looking at Universal Studios... What would you, um, what would you like to replace, and what would you like to replace it with? Um, Terminator needs to go, and I feel like the horror makeup show needs to be expanded to do more work around filmmaking and how to do it. So they could do an actual, they could do the funny horror makeup show, and then they could do a part in a section of the building where they show real, how they really apply makeup and things like that. Okay. And prosthetics and how they could even have people working on real things in there and they could, they could give a talk. And that could be filled with props too. Like, show show what you've got, Universal. I agree with that, B. Yeah. They've got such a, a vast back catalogue that they're not... You know, where's the haunted house? Literally, where is the haunted house? Why haven't they got one? 
It would be, where's the movie ride? Where is Universal's great movie ride? <laughs> exactly, this is it. Like, they have so much history and it's not being utilised and all of this stuff could go into third gate. That's what I'd be happy with and that's what I'm waiting for. But if that's not going to happen, I feel like if Terminator 2 went and they just expanded the horror makeup show to be a Universal history and how how they do things. Because well, the thing is, if you if you saw that great movie ride concept, for example, you could even put back in Jaws, because yeah, on, could. on the Hollywood tour, you know, all Jaws is on the Hollywood tour is a bit of a meet and greet. He comes up to you and greets you by jumping out the water and scaring you with his teeth. Oh name... God! Oh God! Imagine that scene in Back to the Future where the DeLorean goes down the. the the main road and the fire comes out and it disappears yep there's one scene Jaws is another scene Kong Kong is another scene the 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 original you know the mummy Dracula all these birds get a bit of a Hitchcock in there yeah honestly they've got so much that they could show and I just wish that they'd show it Mm. Universal movies through the centuries, and they pick the iconic, like you said before, the iconic movies from each decade, and they have like ten, ten um, scenes, dark rides, dark scenes, blah blah blah, ten different films going through it, and then one of them, Good Morning Vietnam, bits at the end, just steal the great movie ride. Disney don't want it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, God. I feel like they do really, really need something like that. That's kind of what I was trying to get at with the with the the tram kind of thing outside mm. looking at props, but then you could go through scenes and sets that they've that they have that they've always had. And they could put them on show, you can go through them. Like what Chris was saying yesterday about when he was in Hawaii and all the sets were still there. Mm. Why can't they bring the sets back? Well, they had the boneyard, didn't they? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you utilise things like that again. Like, this is what Universal Studios was made for. And that's what I want to see. Whether it's in another land or they're just replacing something or they're making a new park, I just want to see Universal Studios in all of its glory. I think the third gate will also house the future Halloween Horror Nights. Potentially, yeah. Just putting it out there, it'll all be custom built that it can be, it can just be fitted in. I'm telling you. So, like right, what would you, um, what would you take out? I'd, I'd take Shrek out, and I'd replace it with the Great Movie Ride. It needs I'd, to be, it needs a bigger area, I think, than Shrek. Yeah, much bigger area. Maybe. Um, we could do the great movie ride with screens then. Let's be honest, you know, the, you know, going back, you know, there is a lot of sound stages. Well, I don't know how many sound stages exactly are left, but you know, if you look to where the Blue Man Group is, that side of things, there's some sound stages over there. If they're not, if they're not really being used, just convert a couple of sound stages into the great movie ride. Yeah, that would do. Um, I think I would like to see. Men in Black go. Um, yeah. And, oh. The reason for that is that all right, we've had we've had a reboot of the Mummy, but it didn't do particularly well. 
Um, and I think it replaced such an iconic ride that I think it would be hard for them to let it go. And they've not really got anything else like it in the park. Like It's quite a unique ride. So I can see them sticking with that for quite a while. But Men in Black... You know, when was the last Men in Black? 2010 or so? 2011? Something like that. Men in Black 3? There was a big gap between Men in Black 2 and Men in Black 3, anyway. Um, Men in Black 3 come out, no one really liked it that much. Um, it was an improvement on 2, but it's still not, not particularly great. It tied the franchise up perfectly, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, it was it was an okay film, but I've never had the urge to like. You know, I've never been like I need to desperately see that again. Um, but they're not doing anything with that franchise, and I think it's just one that doesn't really hold up. Now I know that there are certain idiots that uh, think things like Back to the Future are overrated, but I think if you speak to anybody about lost attractions at Universal, the two that always come to mind are Jaws and Back to the Future. Now, there's no point going back and making that Back to the Future attraction they once had. The Simpsons is there, Simulator's a little bit old hat now, um, but could you imagine like a test track style Back to the Future attraction where you drive in a prototype DeLorean? Oh, that would be so good. That'd be amazing, and that could take up the Men in Black space. Doesn't have yeah. to have an outdoor bit necessarily, but thinking about it, I'd take Springfield out. I know that's new, and it like they probably wouldn't do it because it's so new. But I just feel like it's probably one of the more pointless parts of the park. Did so... you see? Take Springfield out. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> and um, I'd update the ride before I took the took it out. It's, it's not going to... anywhere. It it wouldn't it wouldn't go anywhere. The only the only reason it would go anywhere is if Universal didn't sign a long term deal for the Simpsons. I don't know what the I don't know what the deals are of that contract for the Simpson ride, but um. <sighs> I mean, I've not watched The Simpsons in quite a few years, actually. You know, I, was, I used to be obsessed with The Simpsons, but... Um... Imagine ripping that ride out and, again, replacing it with another dark ride and it's just full of Simpsons animatronics. I'd love that. I'd love that. You know, all the iconic songs that have been Do the Bartman, Monorail, Monorail, yeah. and whatever. Planet of the Apes Re- musical. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Re- recreating all them scenes... But dark ride, no no screens anywhere. People are tired of screens. Yeah, streetcar named desire. That would be a great scene as well. I, I think that would would make an excellent dark ride. Actually, yeah. yeah, it would. And honestly, when when I first heard that a Simpson ride was going in in place of Back to the Future, that's kind of what I thought that it was going to be. I didn't think it would be like a straight film replacement. Again, I thought it'd be a brand new. That right. was that was lazy. That was, and that's why I think I've got such a bee in my bonnet about Springfield, because I feel like I, I don't like being down on anything that Universal do because I always think that they do do a good job, but it's all just amusement things and food. Yeah, 
and a, a subpar ride. I mean, you know, I'm thinking is like it does sound like I've been quite negative about Universal, and I do like it as a park, and I I think again they do some things really well and they've got some amazing rides but they've also got a lot that leaves a lot to be desired and i think doesn't one doesn't fulfill its potential of what they could do with certain attractions but secondly doesn't do justice to the name universal because i think the problem with i think the problem with the simpsons area is that that replaced one of universal's most iconic and beloved film franchises and You know, I, I said I said earlier about the fact that Men in Black, um, you know, I, I take that out because I don't think it holds up very well and they're not doing anything with it. They're not going to make another Back to the Future film. And they've already said, like the creators have said, they wouldn't allow there to be a remake uh, of Back to the Future while they're alive. And I, I don't think they can stop it when they're dead, but they said there'd, there'd never be a remake of Back to the Future. But even now that film is seen by generation it's 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 been passed down when my kids are old enough they will see back to the future yeah i think they'll remake back to the future the pressure will get too great i i i, I honestly don't think i i mean i don't know what the contract's like but i if they've said that there's not going to be one while they're alive i think that will be it i think there won't be one while they're still alive so you know that they that's it there's nothing else to be said about it I don't think you know they they obviously don't have the rights to do it without them, um, so you know I, I can't see it happening for the next ten fifteen years. But I agree. I think at some point it probably will be remade. But until that point, they're still beloved films. They're still shown quite often on TV. Um, we have like an outdoor sim- cinema in the summer, and they'll always show at least one of the Back to the Future films during that season. They're still very popular films. I just don't feel that Men in Black has that same hold up. Even though they're newer films, I don't think they're as beloved. Anywhere near as beloved. Well, you look what the trends are at the moment. Doctor Who's become a lady. It's got to be women in black, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too sexist, that film franchise. Um, okay, so that's Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure. Okay, I think the first thing that they need to do in Ireland's Adventure is one, take turn Lagoon out. That needs to go. And two, the Lost Continent needs to go. I mean, what is the Lost Continent nowadays? It's nothing now. It's Honestly, it's just a load of little shops now. And a Sinbad. Sinbad. And the, um, is Poseidon's Fury still there? Poseidon's yeah. Fury's still there, but it's, it's, a, good, it's a good attraction but it gets really overlooked and I think because once you get to that part of the park and you've walked past 75 shops you're just kind of like Ugh. Yeah. the queue for Poseidon's Fury you could kill yourself in that queue no one would care <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense because it's a show and it has show times but then they still make you stand in this queue they should have it if anything as much as I hate Terminator and it's nothing against the attraction. I'm just not a fan of Terminator anyway. Like I'm just not. It's not my kind of thing. Mm. And but the way that they have their pre-show, it is strange actually because you'd think that I would be into that, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way they have their pre-show is much better mm. than the layout of Poseidon's Fury. And so I think they either need to really, really invest in the Lost Continent, or it needs to go. And what would you replace it with? Personally, I'd put a medieval land in there. 
So, isn't that just I, going back to what it was before? Yeah, and I liked it like that. But they could really, really invest in it and make it really immersive, really cool. Game of Thrones-esque. <gasps> but without so much violence and so much nudity, they could have a PG type of Game of Thrones area. Hmm. Without calling the, it Game of Thrones. Called the Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I can see it. I just think they'd probably want, want to have some kind of IP in there. And what about Toon Lagoon? What would you replace that with? I think they'd have to expand the superheroes. So if they did change that to DC, expand it and make it take up the whole area. Would it be two DC water rides? That, there, there is no way they could have Marvel in DC. No way. No, did that, no so they'd get rid of Marvel, replace it. That's dead easy because all Marvel and DC are basically the same. You could quite easily retheme the rides yeah. to be different things. I agree. If, I mean, you could turn the Hulk into the Joker, for example, very easily. Same colour scheme. Um, Imagine going on Popeye, right? And all round that is villains from the DC Universe, animatronic villains all there, firing weapons at you, and they have water cannons going off as you go past so they're like that, we're gonna get you, you dirty fools! And they shoot you, poof, like that, and you soaked in a ton of water. I mean, I suppose you could make it like a little Shrekland or something. And just, just retheme the rides there to Shrek. Or something. I don't know. Well, what if... Um, I'm not really, like, that brushed up on my DC... So I don't like I don't know a lot of things that could be in like the water, but Aquaman's DC, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So why couldn't you have an Aquaman ride? You could, but you'd have to have two Aquaman rides, wouldn't you? Well, you could get rid of one of them if you really wanted to. Mm. Bye bye. Bye bye Popeye. Ride, yeah, yeah. Bye Popeye. Um, yeah, you could do a whole Justice League thing. That's what I do, and expand the whole of the Marvel superhero so, island. Yeah, so scrap, scrap Marvel, turn that to DC, and then turn Toon Lagoon into an extension of the DC to have one massive superhero land. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm down with that. And you could have all different immersive bits of the land, so it could be one big land broken up into chunks with lots of different rides in it. And a show. Yeah. You could show. Yeah, you need more shows in there. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got that theatre in Toon Lagoon. They just don't utilise it. Yeah, definitely. I'd put a show in tomorrow. I don't know if I'd still want Zeus landing. <gasps> and I I like Doctor Zeus, and I like I like the look of the land and everything like that but I mean other than the cat in the hat the attractions are just a bit boring aren't they honestly I think that all Zeus Landon needs is a little bit of TLC mm. I think Zeus Landon it does what it says on the tin I think I mean there's going to be I think it's next Christmas I think it's Christmas 2018 they're doing a new version of the Grinch like a new cartoon of the Grinch Again? and I think well, I did live action one, didn't I? Oh, how that many Grinches do they want? Well, three. 
They want the 60s cartoon. They want the 2001 Jim Carrey version. And they want another cartoon. Um, I think... I mean, The Grinch is probably one of the most pop... You know, him and the Cat in the Hat are the most popular Dr. Zeus characters, I think, by far. And the fact that there's nothing to do with The Grinch there other than a meet and greet, I think is criminal. So I think if you're going to keep Zeus landing, you need to start again. You can keep the cat in the hat. I think Circus McGurkus or whatever, that can be turned into like a massive Grinch ride. Yeah, and I feel like they should have the Grinchmas show all year round. Okay. That's how I feel. Well, you may be able to get away with the Lorax or something, because that was the other thing they were expecting to do. They thought that cartoon was going to be quite big, and I think they were looking at doing something with that. But I think, look, you've got... Uh, you have the Lorax, and you have Horton Here's a Who, and now you've got the Grinch. You've got three Doctor Zeus cartoon films that were quite popular. Why not capitalise on them? I mean, who gives a, really gives a flying fuck about one fish, two fish? Like, you know, even as a book... When you've got things like Horton Hears a Who, you got you got bigger Doctor Seuss brands, more popular books than the ones that they've actually done stuff for. So, I think they could do a lot more with that area. So yeah, maybe not get like, rid of it, but just just yeah. do it up. Have you seen um, in the Cat and the Hat Mike uh, Mike Myers film? Oh where... God, <laughs> I know, I know, but. The bit where they're they're going down on like the purple water stuff, so it's like a, a water ride. Mm-hmm. I always thought that they were going to do something like that. Well, when they, I mean, obviously you got to remember when they opened Zeus Landing, there wasn't a uh, a Mike Myers live action film in the pipeline. That come a few years afterwards, and even the Grinch was was only just about being made at that time. Mm-hmm. So they probably weren't thinking of it in that way. And to be honest, I think if that Mike Myers film had been more successful, they might have done something at that time. But it's not really that beloved. I really like the Grinch film with Jim Carrey, actually. I do. It seems to be... You know, I think it's because we're British. Because most Americans hate it because they grew up with the cartoon. Yeah. we didn't really grow up with the cartoon. I've seen the cartoon, but I don't have that... um, that whole nostalgia thing for it so I'm quite happy the Jim Carrey side of things but you know this new animated film uh, that might change but I think they you know focus on what's popular um, yeah but yeah I think I, the, you know I think you're right the, the Lost Continent is definitely the most unloved part of Universal and either do something with it or just scrap it it's just it's just pointless what's the point of having an area with nothing decent there to watch that's it you just you kind of just walk through and it is just shop after shop after shop yeah. and every time I walk through it and I get, you get to the fountain and the fountain's such a good idea and it's so cool well, and you you're can like move that fountain anyway can you yeah put that fountain somewhere else but even if they did like a medieval land they could still have the fountain in there mm. Yeah. I'm fighting for this medieval land that needs to happen. You do like the idea of it, don't you? I do. Uh, maybe. I think they should put Doctor Who in instead. <laughs> it's not bad. It's I mean, it's it's you know fairly popular in America. I mean, much more popular over here, but it does have you know quite a lot of American fans as well. So maybe. Who has the rights to Doctor Who? It's BBC. 
Okay, so could could Universal get the rights to Doctor Who? Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see why not. Imagine going into um, Poseidon's Fury through a TARDIS. Yeah. And it just opens up into a fast expanse. And again, it's another dark ride. You're battling against the Daleks, the blah, 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 the Cybermen, the blah, 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 whatever. Them statues, them scary shit statues that they steal and put in Halloween or a night that move. (laughs) That's true. That would be a good idea. So... Are we done, Amanda, or what? I think we're done unless Nick's got anything new on to replace. <laughs> oh, we've done all right. Well, I'm, I'm really hoping our listeners don't feel that way about this show. Uh, this will be the biggest ever show we've ever done, and the last one was, so Maybe. we're growing. Yeah. We're coming yeah, together. Thanks to for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. We love you all. Yeah. Okay, Nick, what would you replace? Yeah, Nick, come on. No, I, you know, I, I think... Apart from your hair cut, because it's a bit ropey. <laughs> I haven't styled my hair in about a week, that's probably why. Um, no, I, I, I just... You know, I, the zoo stuff. I don't think I'd replace it, I just think I, it needs a major overhaul. If I had to get rid of an area, I, I think I agree with Amanda, it would probably be Toon Lagoon. I just think no one cares about the IPs in there. I honestly think that Toon Lagoon, and I might even be right, but I think it was a last-minute thing. I think yeah. they had the plans for it, and they were like, "Right, what are we gonna? How are we gonna theme this?" Because when that opened, who really gave a toss about Dudley Do Right or um, Popeye? Dudley Do Right used to be on the telly in England in the eighties. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. Like no so- one gave. Like I remember, I grew up with Popeye. Or Popeye and Son, as it was when I was watching it. But yeah. what I mean is, is that by the you know <laughs> come come the millennium, who gave a toss about those? It's like then you know they could have opened a bloody Batfink attraction, Craig. Would it have made any sense? Or Ren and Stimpy, Nickelodeon, which they could have. They, in fact, that's actually quite interesting. How comes they didn't try and do a Nickelodeon land? They missed a trick there because, as you say, Craig, they've got much better characters and they had the relationship with Universal at that time still that would have made much more sense in Blackpool Pleasure Beach and also we get apparently I'm getting one down the road to me in uh, in Thurrock easy for you to say ish um, I think because I know they've got Nickelodeon theme parks in um, a shopping centre in America like one <laughs> of the big massive malls in America so I think we're getting a similar version of that so it's not going to be the same as Blackpool but it's going to be like an indoor theme park. Hmm. Themed Nickelodeon. What, what's in Nickelodeon Blackpool? Um, there's a Nickelodeon roller coaster. There Sp- is a Dora the Explorer ride. There SpongeBob, is SpongeBob, I think, isn't it? There's, um, there's a SpongeBob shop. I don't remember whether there's a ride or not. There's a, I think it's a Rugrats, maybe, or something like that. Water log flame. A fairly odd parents ride, and a um, it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z, but it's not Dragon Ball Z. It's something oh, else. Oh, Avatar. Maybe yeah. yeah it's like spin thing. Yeah. It's it's quite a cool little land actually. I like but, it. But most of those most of those Nickelodeon shows don't exist anymore. No, that's true. But kids still really like it. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I they're know, always on repeat, aren't they? Well, I know, <laughs> I know the one in Thorrock they're building is, is going to have a Turtles attraction. They've announced that, and obviously that's like the Nickelodeon own now. They own the, tur- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so that makes sense. But I don't know. I think there's, I think there's a Turtles run, a, Sp- a SpongeBob run. I don't think they've announced anything else yet. Like what the other rides going to be? But it's going to be a few rides. But mm. um, do you know what I think it's going to be like? Just from the concept, I think it's going to be like Metroland. If you ever went there, no, did, did, no, no. Metroland used to be an indoor theme park in Gateshead. I went there uh, once. Yeah, I didn't go to it, but I've heard about it. Yeah, it closed quite a while ago now, but I remember going to it about two thousand and one, um, and I imagine it's going to be something along the lines of that. Um, but that'd be you know something, something to do and it's nearby so I can be somewhere easy to go and take the kids to so I suppose there's that but uh, yeah. yeah well on that note then I think we'll wrap it up but I really want to hear what all of you guys listening would replace things with or what you think um, Universal should be getting to kind of combat what Disney's doing or what kind of hotel that you build so get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter or message us any way that you want to because I really really want to hear what your ideas are. And if someone can make sure that Matt Corn hears this show, oh Matt Corn, the the you know what we've given away you can have for free is that we we just want a trip and lifetime passes and churros um, and churros apparently. Um, <laughs> I'm happy with churros. I quite like churros. I like churros. No, you like Cheerios. That's different. <laughs> um, I'm going to say now, right, I'm going to Universal next month. Right. So, I want... Candy? I want candy. I want reviews. I want iTunes reviews. Okay. I want you to take a screenshot of your iTunes review and email it to disafterdark at gmail.com and only then people will be entered into the competition. Okay, so that's from anywhere on the planet, Australia, America, UK. Just take a screenshot of your review and email it to that email address and I will buy a prize while I'm over there to the value of $20.00. And I will post it out worldwide. We'll do a draw, uh, and the draw will be in September. Yes, how exciting. Other, other so, countries are available than the ones just listed. The worldwide web is full effect, you bunch of knobheads. Get <laughs> fucking reviewing us from now until the 1st of September. On the 1st of September, I'm doing a 100-mile that was the thirty third of September. That was the third of September. Third of September. I'm doing a hundred mile bike ride. That's the closing date. Okay. Twenty dollars universal gift will be coming your way. Screenshot your review. Email it to disafterdark at gmail dot com. No reviews nice that are in now. No no reviews that are in now will count. Unless you've put that review in and you screenshot it and send it to me. It's dated as well, so when you put a review yeah. in it's dated, so I'm I'm on I'm on Universal After Dark now in the UK and I literally put every review on here. Oh and and also, um we haven't specified the number of stars. If you don't want to give us a five star review, you can still be entered into the competition, right, Craig? 
no. You can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a five-star review, don't waste me time. <laughs> well, I apologise for the bad language. No, you don't. It's an E-rated show. True. True. It's true that. Hashtag TV, true that. TV14. Thank you. TV14. What? It's an American, right? All oh, right, okay. Are you having it, Amanda? Yeah, okay. So, are we just reviewing Universal After Dark or are we reviewing Did After Dark 2? This is a Universal After Dark only competition. For listen out on Diz After Dark for a Diz After Dark only competition. <laughs> I haven't announced yet because I wasn't on Diz After Dark. And um, I like this idea. I think it's I think it's good. Thanks, Craig. It is. Yeah. And... So yeah, get in touch with all of the stuff that we've just talked about about D twenty three and blah 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 and hotels. Get in touch about that, and then get in touch with your screenshot with your review, and then you can win a prize from Craig. And Craig, I believe that there will be another After Dark Network podcast coming out later this week. Yeah, and it will be the last ever Pop After Dark. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Dun, dun, dun. And on that note... Bye. What the fuck? Uh, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's not here to do it, someone's got to. Someone's got to do it. We love you, Dubster. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz After Dark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Diz After Dark. Thank you. Dark Podcast Network. Oh.